So what we do have in, in today's daf, that's uh, Yud Bet in, in uh, Masech Deshkalim, um, dealing with, with, with Hekdesh, with donating to the base. I mean, there's very complicated and technical Gemara. Um, but what we're able to learn from it is really a, a perspective and understanding of what Kedushah means. Uh, if I ask people generally, what does Kedushah mean? What does sanctity mean? Uh, we get all sorts of kind of fuzzy definitions. But Kedushah is not something uh, fuzzy at all. It's not something touchy-feely. Kedushah is something very, very specific, and we can get a clear understanding of what Kedushah is from um, a, a piece of this Gemara. So there are three parts. The first part, I'm going to explain to you two types of Hekdesh, which is giving something over to the Beit HaMikdash. Then we'll see a Mishnah in Tamura, which is quoted on our daf. And then I'll explain the relevance of the, um, of the Mishnah in Tamura using a Tosfot from Kiddushin. And all of that in a few minutes. So we'll start off with Hekdesh. One gives something to the Beit HaMikdash, that's called Hekdesh. There are two ways you can do that. One is called Hekdesh Damim, where you, where you donate the value of an object to the Beit HaMikdash. And that's a donation. It can be used by the Beis Hamikdash for anything. They can use the money for repairs, for maintenance, for whatever they want to. And the other is Kedushat Haguf, or Kedushat Mizbeach, as it's called, where you actually give the object itself to be brought on the Mizbeach, to be brought on the altar. Those are two different ways to make a donation to the, to the Beit Hamikdash. What's interesting and important in those two ways is it's one of the areas in Halakha that train the mind to separate out an object from its value. Usually we think of those things together. Think of an object and the value of the object. I sell an object, I sell it for its value. But in the laws of Hekdesh, we can separate out an object and its value. So for example, if I give something to the Mizbeach, I have a lamb, and I give the lamb to, the Miz, to be brought as a korban, I say this lamb will be brought as a korban ola or a korban shlomim or whatever. From that moment on, that lamb has Kedushat HaMizbeach. It has a very high level of Kedushah. Um, and, and the object itself has to be brought on the Mizbeach. If I say this is to be given to Bedek Abayat, this is Hektish to be given to the Beis HaMikdash, then I might, have, I might say my car. I'm giving to the Beis HaMikdash. It's Hektish. It's not the car itself that has Kedushah. It's the value of the car that has Kedushah. Because one can then buy the car from the Beit HaMikdash and then the money remains Kodesh. The Kedushah attaches to the value in the case of Bedek Abayit, and the Kedushah attaches to the object in the case of Kedushat Mizbeach. And that difference is important in understanding a lot of the laws of, of these two types of, of Hekdesh. So with that background... The Mishnah in Temura, which the Gemara here brings, says the following. Taman Tanina, we learned there in Temura, Yesh bekodshe bedek habayet she'ein bekodshe mizbeach. There are certain laws in kodshe bedek habayet, that's where you're giving the value, not the object, that don't apply when you're giving the object. And here it lists them. She'stam hekdeshot lebedek habayet. If you just say, this is, here's my lamb or my car or my house, belongs to, is hektesh, then the assumption is you mean bedek habayit. You mean you're giving the value 
and the Beis Hamikdash can use it for whatever they want. Hekdash bedek habayit chalala kol. Hekdash for bedek habayit, the value hekdash can attach to anything. Whatever you can give, a kosher animal, a non-kosher animal, an object, a stone, a piece of wood, a piece of furniture, it attaches to anything. Whereas kodshe mizbech only attaches to an animal that is kosher for a korban. Otherwise, it doesn't attach. Umualim begidulehem, if I declare a cow, hektish for the mizbech, it's going to be brought as, a, as an altar, as a sacrifice. Before it's brought as a sacrifice, it has a cough. If I use that calf for my own personal use, or anybody uses it for their own personal use, which they're not allowed to do, but if they did, they're not over me'ila. Me'ila is the issur of using something that belongs to the Beis Hamikdash for ordinary use. And if you do that, you have to pay back the value of the object plus another 20%, and you have to bring a korban asham me'ila. There's a special korban to bring. It's a serious avera. One has to be very careful with that. But you're not over, you don't transgress that Avera with the calf of the cow that was dedicated to the Mizbech. But if you dedicated the cow to Bedek Habayit, you say this cow now belongs to the temple to be used for whatever they want, and the cow has a calf, that calf has the same Kedusha as the cow had. And therefore there is Me'ila if one, if one uses that calf for one's personal use. And the Kohanim don't get any benefit from Kodshe Bedek So if I give my car to the Beis HaMikdash, a Kohen can't say, that's a nice car, I'll, I'll use it, I'm part of the Beit HaMikdash. It's only to be used for the Beit HaMikdash. Whereas in the case of Kodshe Mizbeach, when you give something for the altar, there are parts of that animal which in most cases can be used by the Kohen. There are parts that the coin can eat. There are skins that the coin can use. So the coin can get a piece of a kodshe mizbech, but he can't get access, personal access, to anything of kodshe berek So why is this even relevant? Why is, it, why is the Mishnah in Tmura even telling us this? And the only way you can understand the importance of this comment is if we understand what kedusha means. And it, just think in your mind, uh, we don't have time to ask everybody, but it's quite an interesting experiment. But in your mind, define what Kedusha means to you. Yeah, just think, if I were to ask you to write down, what does Kedusha mean? What would you write? Kedusha is such an important concept in our, in our faith, in our religion, in the Torah. Everything is about Kedusha. We're sitting in a place that is, has Kedusha now. Does it have Kedusha always? It's converted into a shul. Does it have, what kind of Kedusha does it have now? Tonight we're going to have a function here. Does it still have Kedusha? Everything is about Kedusha. Everything we do is about Kedusha. The Jewish religion is about Kedusha. Halakha is about Kedusha. The Jewish people is about Kedusha. The Torah is about Kedusha. We're here to bring Kedusha into the world. It's all about Kedusha. What does Kedusha mean? So just think in your mind how you might define it. And I'll tell you, the, the Tosfot on Kedushin Daf Be'ezam with Be'ez is very interesting because Tosfot asks, why do we use the word Kedusha for marriage? When a man marries a woman, he's Mekadesh Yetaisha. What's the, what's the question? Not, he's not being Makadesha, he's not giving her to the Be'ez Amikdash. He doesn't have authority over her to do that. What does it mean he's Makadesha? What does that word mean? So there are two phases to Tosfot's answer. The first phase Tosfot said is, He's dedicating her for his specific use. So whereas previously she could potentially marry anybody, 
Now she is dedicated to an individual person, to an individual man, and she's not available to anybody else. That's Kedusha. So then Tosfot says, so if I say um, this book or this talis is dedicated to me only, does that make it Kodesh? Does that give it any kind of extra Kedusha? If I say this jacket that I'm wearing is only for me, nobody else can wear it, does that mean it becomes Kodesh? It's clearly not. So we've got to refine the definition a little bit further. Says Tosfot, the reason that a woman is mekudeshet is not just because he's ded- she's dedicated to one man, but because an isur is introduced if she gives herself to any other man. So you, it's dedication to a single cause with a halach- with serious halachic implications if used for anything else. So if I say this jacket is only mine and you use it, what's going to happen? Uh, you're not going to get the death sentence for that. It's not the end of the world. So that's not Kedushah. Kedushah is when you introduce an object into a realm that, that to, to which new halachot are applied to it. So its use is restricted by halacha with halachic consequence. So if I can explain it a little differently, can you imagine... Imagine a skyscraper, and every floor has different laws. On the ground floor, there are no laws. You can do whatever you want on the ground floor. On the first floor, there are certain things you can do, certain things you can't do. On the first floor, let's say you can do whatever you want, but there are no, there are no bathrooms and toilets on the second floor. So, so it's a little bit more specific. The next floor, you, you can't play ball on the second floor. You can do whatever you want, but you can't play ball there. The third floor... Not only can't you do those things, but you also can't read anything secular. The next floor, not only can't you read anything secular, you, can't any, you can only read the Torah itself. And so it goes on. So just imagine a skyscraper with all these floors and different laws apply in each, on each floor. And as you go higher, more and more laws apply, more and more restrictions. Until you get to the highest floor, and there's only one thing you're allowed to do there, whatever that is. So imagine that building. Now you take an object from the first floor and you place it on the fourth floor. What you've done is you just haven't just changed that object's place. You've changed its status. You've changed what it is. Because it can now no longer function the way it used to function. So you think of a non-Jewish person becomes a Jew. What's happened? The non-Jewish person can no longer function the way he or she used to function. There are a whole lot of things he used to be able to do that he can no longer do. That's what changes. A woman becomes married. There's a whole lot of things she could do before that she can no longer do. Shabbos. There are a whole lot of things you can't do that you could do the day before and you'll be able to do the day after. Kedusha is when an object or space in time or a person or an idea is taken into a realm where the halachot that apply to it are more severe, are more stringent, are more restrictive than they, than they were previously. That, it's not the restriction that creates the halacha. It's the fact that they're brought into that realm. It's not the restriction that, that creates the kedusha. It's the fact that they're brought into that realm that creates the kedusha. So it's two steps. There's a realm that has certain laws attached to it, because that realm has Kedusha. And now you bring an object and you place it in that realm. 
So the Beit HaMikdash has certain Kudushah to it. I take my car and I put it in the authority of the Beit HaMikdash. So I've changed the status of that car. It's just a car, it's the same old car, but I've changed the status. Just as when a non-Jewish person becomes Jewish, it's the same person, nothing's changed biologically, but the status of that person has changed completely. You take an individual, you go into Shabbat, same time, everything's the same, nothing's changed, yet everything has changed. That's what Kedusha is, to be able to feel and sense the different spaces in which things are, and to be able to realize there's a space of a Beit Knesset, and there's a space of a Beit Medrash. They might look the same to you, but their level of Kedusha is different. There's Shabbat, and there's Yom Tov, and there's Yom Kippur. Their levels of Kedusha are different. Why? Because there are things that are permitted on Yom Tov that are forbidden on Shabbat. There are things on Shabbat that are forbidden on Yom Kippur. So there are different levels of Kedusha. Um, and so it is there, a Kohen. Why does a Kohen have more Kedushah than a Levi? And a Levi more than a Yisrael? It's not because they're more special people. You can have, we're told that, that, that a Kohen, you can have a, a Kohen who's an Amharetz, and yet he has, he knows nothing. And yet he's a Kohen, he has the Kedushah of a Kohen, because there are laws that apply to him that don't apply to anybody else. That's how we understand levels of Kedushah. And it's important to develop that sensitivity, that just as you look at something, and you feel how much does it weigh. Does it weigh. You know, you, you're in a store and you're looking at cloth. You feel it to see what the texture's like. You feel the weight of it. You look at the aesthetic appearance. You judge it by its dimensions. We've also got to have an eye for the dimension of Kedusha. Because everything around us has a different level of Kedusha. And that changes the way we relate to it. That changes the way we act in its presence. That changes the way... We utilize it. So now if we look in this Mishnah in, in Truma, it makes sense. I might think that the highest level of, of Kedushah in the area of Hektesh, when you're making a donation to the Beis Amikdash, which we now understand is much more than a donation, you're elevating an object or its value to a different realm of Kedushah. I might think that if I do donated to the Beis Amikdash for general use, the Kedushah is less than if I donated for sacrificial use to be brought on the, on the Mizbeach. The, the Mishnah in Truma says, always be careful because in everything there are pros and cons. You look at something and you think it's more serious than something else. Well, in some ways it's more serious. In other ways it isn't. Look how many halachot apply to hektesh damim, to the commercial hektesh, that don't apply to the sacrificial hektesh. For example, and then the, Medrash, the, the Mishnah goes through them. Firstly, if you just say hektesh, you don't say for what, it goes to commercial hektesh. If you, commercial hektesh attaches to everything where sacrificial hektesh attaches only to kosher animals. Commercial hektesh, the cow has a calf, there's me'ila. In sacrificial hektesh, the cow has a calf, there's no me'ila. So there are many, the koanim can't benefit from commercial hektesh, they can benefit from the other hektesh. So there's a whole bunch of halachot that apply to commercial hektesh that do not apply to sacrificial hektesh. And therefore, once you understand how Kedusha works, you realize that when you give money to the Beit HaMikdash, you're actually elevating that money to a higher level of Kedusha than if you were to give a lamb to be brought as a sacrifice on the Mizbeach itself.